Welcome to Grandpa Hill's True Stories. I'm sitting here with a lot of people. Some grandchildren, children of my friends, my daughter-in-law's brother. Uh, well, I don't know. I can't count them all. Maybe seven or eight grandchildren. And this is going to be a story that, of course, it's for my children, my grandchildren, and, and all children. This is a story about when Grandpa Hill got a you. A you. A really, a you. I don't know what you. Yeah, I know you don't know. That's why you listen to the story. Last year, I was with a lady. She was going to try to help me understand myself better. And she asked me, when did you realize that you were different than other people? Different than your brothers and sisters? And I said, in second grade, when I got a U. And she wanted me to explain. So in second grade, when I got a U, and this is the story I told her pretty close, I was going to school. This is just the beginning of second grade. And I did lots of interesting things. They had an abacus. An abacus helps you count your numbers. Yeah. And I would pop the abacus beads up and they'd come down. And I'd pop them up again, and I would see how good those abacus beads would fly around the little loop. That was not the correct use of an abacus. I would sit down and read a book. Oh, and when I would read a book with Spot and Jane and stuff like that, I didn't always, like, appreciate the reading material. So I would read the appendix and the index and all that kind of stuff, and the teacher didn't appreciate that either. And then she would ask me questions about numbers. Numbers, like adding numbers, like six plus take, seven. How about takeaway? Which, yeah, we did that too. But six, that was harder for me. I never did like subtraction. But six plus seven was a, was a number, and then it, you would say 13. But I wouldn't say 13. I would answer in base eight. Why you say, yeah, that's what the, like, I don't even know if the teacher knew what numerical bases were. But I thought I had discovered something, and I was the only one in the world that knew what all these, I didn't have to count from 1 to 10, I could count from 1 to 8. And then when I got to 8, that would be my 10. It was a really interesting system. And I thought I was a genius back then. But, again, when the teacher would ask me 6 plus 7, and I gave her some answer in the wrong base. She's asking in base 10. I'm answering in base 8. I'd always answer one base higher than the number. Like if you ask what, 1 plus 1, well, I would answer that in base 2, and that would be 10. Okay, so this was not very... This was difficult for my teacher. So I would do that, and then when I got done with the first grading period, I got a report card. Just like my brothers and sisters before me, I got a report card. I'd never gotten a report card before. This report card had a U on it. And U was unacceptable or something. You could have needs improvement, and you could have unsatisfactory and things like that, or satisfactory, or some kind of excellence in E for excellence. But I had two U's. One for my handwriting, and one for what they called social skills. Because I really wasn't getting along 
mostly with the teacher, but also with the other kids. They, I couldn't understand why they didn't appreciate my answers and stuff like that. So I earned a U. And then something really, really scary happened. I was going to school. This is after the first grading period, shortly into the second grading period. And what I didn't know is that they had had, like, before that started, at the end of the grading periods with these new kids like me, and especially kids that got used, they had what's called a parent-teacher conference. That means the parent and the teacher, parent being my mom in this case, they would have a conference and they would talk about the performance of their children in their school. I don't know what they talked about. I didn't even know there was a conference. So anyways, I get back to school, second grading period. I'm doing my thing with the abacus and answering my questions. And uh, then the teacher, the bell rings and it says, okay, line up for uh, recess. Uh, except for you, Mr. Hill. Uh-oh. You need to stay here. And I'm going like, uh, this is it. I'm going to the principal's office. Something's going to happen to me. And I had no idea what was going to happen. So I came forward. I sat down in a chair. Everybody else left. Then someone else came forward. It was my mother. My mother was hiding in the coat closet, observing me, behaving the way I was behaving. It was hard for her to believe because I really was a well-behaved young boy. But I was not very well Not in second grade. So we had a little conference, and I was didn't know if I was going to get punished or principal's office or kicked out of school as a second grader, which seemed unbelievable. <laughs> and um, they asked me a question. They said, Donald, do you think you could, like, behave in this classroom? And I said, of course I can. I don't want to. And they didn't like that answer. But at the end of the conversation, I decided that I would behave in the classroom. And then there was no trading or anything. But then they said, well, we have something for you. We are going to have you go to the library every day for an hour. And you can have do anything you want if you don't make noise. Just you work quietly. So I could work with numbers. I could do whatever I wanted to do. Good. Then I was also going to have a therapist for my speech. I was kind of rough with my language. I couldn't make my THs, Fs. I'd get them all mixed up. And then I was going to have a tutor. And I thought that was so good. I could finally get better in my reading or something. I was going to have a tutor in math. I said, that's crazy. Why would I have a tutor in math? I already knew math. I love you. That's nice. <laughs> that's good. Gotta wait a second. Oh, oh. <laughs> anyway. So the tutor in math, and that was the crazy part because I had this tutor. He turned out later on to be my high school teacher, and I was his project. They wanted to know how I could figure out, like, base 10 and 7 and 3 and all that stuff when I was just a little kid. This was, like, weird. So this was my answer to my, you know, so that's what we did. We did that for the next whole next grading period. Then there was something missing on my next grade report. There were no use. There were no needs improved. Well, no, there wasn't needs improved. There was, everything was satisfactory except for my handwriting, which still isn't very good. You know, that 
I needed to be less messy and stuff like yeah. that. Because I was doing cursive, and they were just starting to do cursive. And I thought I'd cursive was pretty quick, and I, would, I was sloppy. But that was my answer to the lady who wanted to know, when did you know that you were doing something, that you were different than your brothers and sisters? Well, my brothers and sisters never got U's, and I got a U. And also, I knew that I was, knew a lot that other people didn't know at that time. And then she started telling me her story. She was supposed to be helping me. And she says, well, you know, it didn't happen like that for me. Because when she was a child in second grade, and she wanted to look in the reference section, and she wanted to read novels, because she was really good at reading novels already in second grade, the teacher made her get out a little book for little children, and that was all she was allowed to touch. She could not go to the other books. And she said, you don't know how good you had it to have Mrs. Crockett in second grade and your mom to understand that you needed something more than what you were doing. They didn't have gifted programs or any of that kind of stuff back then. And she didn't experience that. So she had like a really tough time. It wasn't until she got into college and stuff like that. And even then she didn't, she struggled with different things because she had been kind of shut down and told she was too little or didn't understand it. And that's the story about how I got a U. And I'm a little bit different than most people. I know they're different, but I was like off the wall. Different. Everyone has glasses. <laughs> yeah, everyone has glasses too. No, no they do not. <laughs> no. What do you think of the story? It was good. It was good? Yeah. Okay. Oh, you missed the story. You have to wait for publication. Marshmallow. Yes, course. And did Grandpa he'll have a huge problem behaving at school? Yeah, he did. It was hard for the teacher to teach all the children. Grandpa was so disruptive to the whole class. Mm, marshmallow. Yes, Garf? Why did Grandpa misbehave when he knew better? He knew how to behave. But he didn't. <clears throat> Excuse me, Marshmallow. I would like to help your friend Gorf to understand the problem Donald had. Uh, who are you? How do you know about Grandpa and how he got his you? Gorf, this is Simlow. He knows a lot. He helps Grandpa think through problems. He knows Grandpa very well, and he is a very good thinker. Semlo thinks almost as good as Grandpa, and sometimes even better. I think you will like him. He is also a frog, like you, but not exactly like you. Uh, what do you mean, like me, but not exactly like me? Gorf? You are a bullfrog. You are a kind of chubby with short legs. I'm a frog too. I have very long legs. And my mouth is nicely shaped, making me look quite alert and friendly. Your mouth is just huge. 
your head gorf is so big and is stuck right on to your body like you have no neck. My head is smaller. You can almost can't tell that like you and I and all frogs, I have no neck. You are very, very, very observant. Gorf, you are a bullfrog, and a very handsome one, I might add. Now, we will just have to realize that we are different. We are also different in ways you cannot see by looking at us. Uh, what do you mean, Simlo? Well... You're very good at math, and you don't have platelets. And Marshmallow, he is very friendly and kind to me. He makes friends quickly, and he can be a rascal. He loves to build dams, and from listening to Grandpa Hill's stories, I know that Marshmallow loves food, anchovies, popcorn, fish, smoked chops, sandwiches, uh, the list goes on. But... I digress. Dear fellows, back to Grandpa's situation. The question was, why did Grandpa not want to behave in class? Yes, yes, that was what we wanted to know. Well, the way I saw it back then, Donald's problem was that he was thinking of so many things in so many different ways. And he liked it so much that it was difficult to control himself unless he really wanted to and had a reason to. I think Grandpa's brain was not the same as most little boys. He was thinking of so many things. Some things he knew, but most things he just observed and wondered. As the boy Donald, he was not interested in the abacus for adding or subtracting. He did that in his head in the first grade. Rather, he was interested in the sound it made. He was studying the sound. He knew about friction. He would wonder, would the beads heat up if he moved them long enough? Wondering why some beads felt heavier than others. Why were some of the wires bent? How were the ends of the stiff wires secured to the board? Semlo. Yes, Gorf? Maybe, maybe his brain was just right and he was just different like you and I are different. Marshmallow, this Gorf friend of yours is catching on quite fast. Yes, Gorf is pretty smart for a frog. So, Gorf, Donald was so very different. Yet, he was still a small boy. And he was very, very fortunate to have Mrs. Crockett and his mother to treat him in a way that would help him grow stronger and wiser. You see, today, when children act up the way Grandpa did, the parents will be told about what the behaviors were, and they get together and they apply a solution. The school will try to correct the problem, 
They will train the behavior out of the child, or they will give the child pills so they will not act out and disrupt the class. They will be able to concentrate. One common name for the problem is ADHD, Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. It is probably very good for Grandpa, for his children, for his grandchildren, and for all children that back then, Grandpa's behavior just earned him a U and some attention from Mrs. Cracky and from his mother. Grandpa did not have to go on medicine or be trained how to behave. That is so nice that Grandpa didn't get punished as a little boy, and he didn't get punished in class for behaving badly. But why didn't Mrs. Crockett and Grandpa's mom just make sure he was punished enough for misbehaving? Marshmallow, you misunderstood and are not being logical in your thought. Grandpa misbehaved a lot and got punished at home and in school. Even Mrs. Crockett probably had to punish him at times. This one time, that is, in the story, marked a big change and a realization for everyone that Donald was different and would do very well if treated different. Oh, I guess you're right. What I know for sure is that the thoughtfulness, the parenting, the wisdom, and the love shown by Mrs. Crockett and Donald's mom made it so much easier for him to know and to grow and to learn and to love learning. His time in the library, oh, I do love books, his time with the math tutor, like you, Gorf, and his time with the speech therapist, and his time behaving excellently in that class all came at a very, very good time in his life. Yes, I would say it shaped him and it cemented in Grandpa's mind that it was good to be different, not normal, and yet many, many ways similar to other boys. Uh, what about the lady? The lady that was trying to help Grandpa by asking him questions about his childhood. Why was she told no when she wanted to advance in her reading and studies? What happened to her? Why didn't Mrs. Crockett help her too? Gorf, that lady was seven, probably in the 1980s. And she was dealt with differently. She probably had to take drugs and stuff. Yes. <laughs> yes. She was dealt with differently. But probably not because it was the 1980s. She was just told no. Back then, and even now, there are teachers like Mrs. Crockett. And moms like Donald's mom. There just doesn't seem to be as many of them willing to figure out the best thing to do for the child. That lady probably had to work harder to get past the barriers to her learning, and perhaps 
later in life, she was affected by and helped by someone like Mrs. Crockett. I really do not know the circumstances. Samler, have you always helped Grandpa do his thinking? Yes, Gorp. I have always helped Grandpa. Or at least I have helped him when he would let me. I even helped him back in second grade. Really? Is that true? As true as Grandpa Hill's stories are true, I, or someone very much like me, but different, has helped Grandpa with his thinking. Wow! <laughs> How old are you? <laughs> <laughs>